Hi there, welcome to Getting Found in Search Engines. In this quick training, you're going to learn how to come up with ideas, research your competitors, and apply three essential techniques to every web page and post you have to increase your odds of being found by your ideal audience. Hey there, welcome to Get Found in Search Engines. And my name is Brenda Newhouse and my business is Newhouse Studios Web Strategy. Um, I have been building websites and helping people get found in search engines and doing some online marketing since about 1999 when I started pursuing an AAS degree at Mesa Community College Southern and Dobson campus in the art department. And from there, um, I went over to ASU and got a degree in digital media marketing. And then I went back to MCC and started teaching people web design and search engine optimization. And I was teaching the art department. So that's, I say that because I wasn't with technical people at all. I was with people who didn't know anything. There were a lot of small businesses in there as well, you know, like fine artists, small businesses. And I learned that there are just some basic things that we really need to know to make being found in search engines a little bit more possible for, for the people who are, who, are, who are smaller businesses who don't have a search engine marketing, you know, company helping them out. And those are the kind of things I'm going to show you today. So with that, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, research some competing websites, you know, like how do you find out what comp uh, competitors are doing and how do you find out what people are actually typing into Google and how do you find out like, is this a popular term? Is it growing in popularity or is it waning? Just so you know, when you are writing your content, if it is going to be something of interest or even just to help you create, um, get ideas as to what to say. That's a big challenge. A lot of people don't even know what to say on their site. So hopefully this will help you today figure that out. And then we're going to move into three things that every single page and post on your website should have very intentionally applied to it. And a lot of businesses that I work with don't know these three things. It, it doesn't, it, it, this is truly something that anyone can do on any web platform. And doing that will put you ahead of, of a lot of your local competitors because most people, again, they just, they just don't even know to do these three simple steps. After that, I'm going to give you some additional resources in case you would like to learn more. And uh, let's get started. Now, keep in mind, I am about to show you um, a really big piece of software. But like I said, we're going to go with the basics. So we're just going to touch on the, the tiniest little piece of the software. So when we get into the interface, just follow my cursor. <laughs> so this is SEMrush. And SEMrush is a very, very popular tool. There are many others out there that do something very similar to what SEMrush does. The reason I'm showing you this tool is because you notice the big green button here, seven day free trial. You want to take advantage of that. And to get to the seven day free trial, you'll go to SEMrush.com forward slash SEM forward slash. That's how you get to this magical page that will give you seven days full access. Like the other tools I'm going to show you at the end, there's some free stuff that they all have, but this is a very generous seven day free offer. So you want to do it when you're ready to use it. If you decide somewhere down the road that you want to take more time than seven days with it, they do have month to month plans that are quite pricey. They're $99 a month, but you can cancel before the month is over with and you get all that research. And you know, um, if you go in with another business, 
business, uh, it, it, it can be something that, um, you know, is, is a little more affordable than if you just took it on yourself. But don't tell us Sam Rush I ever told you that. So now we're going to go over here and I'm going to show you what it looks like inside of SEM Rush, but I'm only going to show you a certain piece. And that piece is what you're looking at right here, the domain overview. So if you sign in, you create that free account, you get in here, there's going to be all sorts of bells and whistles. All you want to do is go over to the left-hand side and right up here where it says domain analytics, just in case it's closed, you know, you can open that up and you go straight here to overview. And when you go to overview, it's a really clean screen. There's only like really one thing that you're going to do. And right here, you can type in a domain name. Now, a little caveat about this, and this is what I learned the hard way when I started using the software a few years ago, is that a lot of the smaller websites may not be in tools like this at first. But if you put their, like your domain may not be, my domain may not be, but when you put your domain in here, if this software doesn't know about you, that is a flag. And a lot of times they will start to to put you into their uh, rotation. So in 30, 60, 90 days, that website that you were curious about, that data might start to appear uh, as of the point when you told SEMrush, hey, I wanna know about xyz.com. So if that happens, just don't be discouraged, just come back later for that. In the meantime, search sites that are in here, like really big sites are in here and you can learn so much from these big sites because chances are they are collecting a ton of visitors and they've got a lot of keywords that they're getting um, activity for. So you can learn and get ideas. And that's the number one thing you wanna do with this is you wanna come in here when you aren't doing hardcore SEO, you wanna come in here and just get ideas. What is it that I'm going to talk about on my site. What are these big sites ranking for when they, or, you know, like what are they talking about when they rank for this? So that being said, I typed in healthline.com because our example site at the end is a, a naturopathic site. And it's, so it's talking about health issues. So at the very end, I'm going to show you a real world example and it relates to some health stuff that healthline.com covers and I wanted you to see what it looks like from a really really big standpoint and how you can avoid a lot of noise and still get value looking at just a couple things so looking at the screen we could easily spend the rest of our conversation diving into all of this again we're going to go just into the basics here which is all you need when you get started and I'm going to just click on actually I'm going to click right there on the organic search traffic and what this does is it's going to show you how they're getting found in search engines. What words are they actually collecting visitors from? So as soon as it loads, today would be a good day for it to surprise us and not load, right? Uh, here it comes. So it's collecting a ton of information. It's pulling in from its databases. And down here, while it's thinking, I'll show you what we're gonna look at. Down here, these are the keywords that they are actually found for in search engines. And worst case scenario, we'll go back to my slides. I'll show you an example if it decides not to load. And then we're going to look at that. And then over here, this shows you on average. And in this case, we should be in the United States. Yeah. So on average in the United States, how many people are looking for a particular phrase? That's what people right here. This is what people are typing in this column. And this is what healthline.com is getting traffic for in this column. And on average, um, every month in the United States, 30 people are searching for that exact term. Now, one thing about this is if you've got an idea that you think, oh, I want to talk about omegas. 
you know, like uh, omegas, like fatty acids. I want to talk about that. Are they talking about that? And you pull that up and you find out if they are and you see the phrases people are typing in. And then you see something like, well, it's only 30 or only 70. Keep in mind that that one page is that they're getting like right here. Um, hypnotherapy for weight loss Essex. So, so 70 people are searching for that right? And you think, well, why would I write something that's going to attract that? Well, this same page is probably getting all sorts of traffic for all sorts of other related phrases. And once you get that page up there, if the search engines like it, that's forever. I mean, and as long as you keep putting content on your site. So one thing about search engines that we won't get into today is the regularity that you have to put content up there. If you keep putting content on your website, the search engines will keep you know, paying attention to you. So literally this one phrase that gets 70 people a month could end up getting you a potential 70 people, you know, seeing you in a search result for years. So 10 months past, that's 700 possible views. So think about it that way. Don't try to go after the 1 million searches a month thing, because that's going to be, I mean, you can write something, but you have to have realistic expectations at that point that you're competing with like really, really popular phrases and everybody's going to go after that. So sometimes these little guys are well worth it. In this case, what I want to show you is 8.7 million keywords is a lot. You're, it's how are you going to get ideas off of that? So in my case, I'm thinking, well, I know that um, I have an article about omegas. So let me see what happens if I type in omegas up here and let's see what we get. And it's uh, omega and omegas, either one would work in this scenario. So I'm just going to see, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm pretending that I would love to write an article about omegas and I want to see what healthline.com is saying about them. Oh, perfect. We have only 34 words that use omegas in it. So let's have a look down here at that. So here we can see that we have higher nature complete omegas. We have, oh, look, Juice Plus, Omegas Research. Maybe you sell Juice Plus and you're like, oh, wow, Healthline ranks for that. How many people, oh, 40 a month are thinking about, well, what about the Omegas and Juice Plus? Interesting. Okay. So you know there's a market out there and Healthline is even ranking for it. They have a tendency, this is telling you, they have a tendency to be on the first page, position number six for this term. Okay, and then over here, how hard, this column, how hard is it for, for me to rank really high? Well, out of a scale of zero to 100, this is a 65. Don't be discouraged by that because there's so many people that are gonna be looking for your stuff that are local and you may have a chance to rank higher than say internationally like these guys do. So know that there are people out there that are ranking for this as well and competing for it, which is why this is here. So I look at this as an opportunity. Okay, 65 out of 100. That's a little hard, but there's interest. And so I think I'm interested in writing this article anyway. And when I click right here, this is the last column we're going to pay attention to in this big old interface. If I click on this, it should, hold on if it clicks, there we go. This is going to show us what the article is about. Holy Moses, look at it. It has nothing to do with omegas. I mean, omegas must be mentioned in here somewhere. But the really cool part for me when I look at this is to know that this is ranking for Juice Plus Omegas, but if I go ahead and I write an article that just focuses on Juice Plus Omegas, chances are I can rank higher for something that's super focused than an overall Juice Plus review that's talking probably about Omegas in here and a whole bunch of other things. So there's a lot of opportunity in this. Now, um, if I were to take, let's, we're gonna try a little, a little technique here and see if it works. If I take just this URL, 
and I put it in up here at the very top instead of Healthline, it might give us um, all the phrases that this one page ranks for, not all of Healthline.com. So this is another really cool technique. If you're like, what does this one page rank for that I'm seeing? Well, there you go. Here are four pages. Oh, sorry, that's just the omegas. Let me pull this filter off. And because if you see a page that you really like and you want to know what it's ranking for, it's really hard to find that out. But then you get into a tool like this and you see everything that is happening. You get all the secrets. So we'll see if it loads. There we go. So there's 100 words that this ranks for and, um, you know, for this one page. And so you can go through and you see all these different things that they talk about in here, you know, 30 plus, you know, all these different juice plus concepts. You may be able to write quite a few different articles based off of these phrases. So these phrases are kind of like gold because these are what people are actually typing in, whether Healthline wanted to rank for it or not. This is what Google thinks is relevant for this page. So this is one way to get a lot of ideas. That's why we're using this. Now I'm going to take you over to Chewy.com just because dogs are fun. And that's what I'm thinking about when I go to Chewy.com. So are cats, no offense. But over here, I just want to show you another way to use uh, this tool if you're like, okay, so I am a pet store. I have pet supplies and I am going to start selling dog leashes. What is Chewy.com's website coming up for, for dog leashes? So I showed you one way with Omegas, like, you know, the, it was very big, but in, you know, like, you know, you get a big net is what I showed you. Um, but what if you wanted to know all the combinations for maybe leashes and a particular color? Maybe you're going to get in a bunch of pink leashes. Well, what happens there? How do I see what just those specific uh, factors? So here again, we have 840,000 keywords, but we can use another filter. And this is our last technique in here. So if you're thinking, oh my, this is a lot, this is our last one. And we're going to go right here to this advanced filter and I'm going to type in leash. And I'm going to uh, add in pink because I'm getting in these pink leashes and I'd really like to see how I can increase my odds of getting found in search engines. I'm going to see what Chewy does. So I'm applying that. That's all you need to do. And now it's going to bring you all the combinations that have leash and pink in it that Chewy is ranking for. And I can actually go look at that page even and see how they're using those phrases on that page. So here you go. We've got 17 combinations of pink and leash. And so you got rope. Oh, well, that's good. I'm bringing in rope leashes. Very good. So this is how they're doing it. So the first thing you can learn about this is that when people are searching for pink dog leashes, look at what they're doing. The pattern is People typically put pink in first and they typically end with leash and they usually specify dog. So I know on my website, I start with pink and I need to say dog leash if that's what I'm selling. Um, and then in the middle, we can get our descriptors. So camo, leather, chain, whatever it is. That's how people talk when they are talking to a search engine. So I need my pages to be structured that way. So let's look at, let's see here, um, da, 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 pink dog leash. Why don't we go to this one? So this is what the page actually looks like. And we're going to start talking about those three things that you should apply to every web page right now. I will show you what it looks like behind the scenes in a minute, but here we can see it in play. So up at the top, at the very, very top, it says pink dog leashes and collars, parentheses, free shipping, 
close parentheses, and then Chewy. So here's a really big question a lot of people ask. Do I put my business name first or last? Well, even in the case of Chewy, that's a big brand in the, in the, in the dog and cat world. They're putting Chewy last. And these folks got super clever and put in there, if I will come back again, the free shipping in parentheses. So guess what? That shows up in search engines. So if I now type over here, pink dog leash, uh, Chewy is probably going to be on the first page. Oh, there it is. Pink dog leashes and collars, free shipping. Now this, we're going to learn how to do this. So if you have a something special that you do, free consultation, you know, uh, limited time special, whatever, you could put something like that in there if you have enough space with whatever it is you want to talk about on that page. Notice nobody else is doing that here. How clever are they? Because if I'm looking for pink dog leashes, I might click on this, but then I'm going to go down here and look at these before I make my decision and bam, look at that free shipping. That's going to catch my attention. That's really clever of them. And you can do that too. Super easy. The other thing I want to point out is that they start their page by talking about the thing, pink dog leashes and collars. And then as you look at it, all of their products, oh, well, I shouldn't say all, that's not true because there's more than that on here. But many of the products are going to actually say pink and leash and I'm finding all harnesses as I say this. Down here we have pink and we have small and we have leash. And so you'll see that again and again with the leashes that they actually are using those three phrases when they describe their product. So if you have a product that you want to sell and you're on a, on a shopping cart situation, you want to be sure not to just say the brand, but you want to be sure to have those descriptors. And because of our research over here, we know pink dog leash needs to be part of that descriptor, regardless of anything else, especially when you're just getting started. So that's the first part of our research here. Hold on, I'm checking my time just to make sure I don't go crazy on you and get carried away. All right, so the next thing is how do you find out what people are actually typing into Google? Well, you go to Google and then you can type in Omegas. Hold on, there we go. And right here, what you see is um, you get a whole bunch of things. So I'd like you to notice, some people say, how do I come up, let's pretend Omegas. How do I come up for Omegas? Or how do I come up for, uh, I don't know, Juice Plus? The answer is usually not that one word. As you can see, the, the suggested searches, so Google's saying, well, when people type this in, they also have a tendency to type these things in. Are you interested in any of those things? And guess what? This, I'm looking for omega vegan food sources. This is all over the map. So what I can get from this initial search is that just trying to really target omegas is, is going to catch too wide of an audience. I'm not going to get my ideal audience. This means a million different things, omegas. Like, oh, there's healthline.com. And then down here, there's businesses that use omega. Then we have you know, what are the benefits? What are they good for? And really all I care about are vegan sources of omegas. Okay, so I need to drill down a little bit. So now I'm gonna type in vegan omegas. I'm gonna look at these suggestions. This again is what people type in that's related to what I typed in. So I can take these as ideas to to create future content, but I can also take this as a clue. Am I typing, am I thinking about this the right way? Is this a phrase that's gonna attract 
a similar audience to what my post is about. And here I can see, well, we're getting closer, but we've got supplements, sources, multivitamins. Oh, vegan food with omegas. Okay, closer. Now, something that I didn't point out with the first search was um, right here, 478 million. So the, the, the more vague you are, the wider the net, the more pages come up for it, right? So then if we go vegan omegas, now we are going to get 1.4 million results. That sounds like a lot, but that's so much smaller, right, than what we just saw. And when you type that in, not only from the suggested search dropdown that we saw, but here, when you type that in, you can see, wow, this is still really not quite focusing on food. Oh, we got that one. Okay, we got that one but supplements, more supplements. Okay, so what about vegan omega food? Vegan omega foods, vegan omega rich foods. Okay, because that vegan omega rich foods is very, very close to what I'm interested in and vegan omega foods. All right, well, let's try that. And here we are. Now, this is a food. This is, a, I believe these guys do food. And then down here, we, oh, plant sources, vegan, getting some, you know, places that you can shop at, but then we get back in here and, oh, the vegan society. Okay, that is drilled down enough that the search results are things that my ideal audience for this article would probably appreciate seeing. I think I'm in the right space. So I need to remember these three words and try to use them as close together as possible um, in my content. And I'm just going to now go to another place because here we want to know about how often are people searching for this? Are they searching for it? Is it growing in popularity? And this tool is free. So it's trends.google.com totally free. And so we're going to start with Taylor and Kim and find out what's going on in their world. And what you're going to see here is how, how frequently they're getting searched for, if they're growing in popularity, who's more popular than someone else. And then we'll dial it back over to the vegan omega example. So this starts out in the past seven days. Now at this point, Kim is in the red and she is searched for a little bit more than Taylor. Now we're going to pull this out to maybe the past 90 days. Why don't we do that? And now we can see if there's a trend. Oh, something happened right here. Don't know what. And I, so you can see, though, in the big scheme of things that on this particular day and that particular day, they got a lot of activity. But after that, they're not really trending upwards or anything. It's pretty consistent. So that's not a bad thing. It's consistent. It's not going down. Um, but it's also not going up. Now, what, before I show you any other examples in here, what I'd like you to know, we'll go back down a little bit here. Let's take it to 30 days because we'll get a more detailed graph. What we can see here is the, from zero to 100 is the scale that you're seeing. And that's not zero people, 100 people. It's just 100 would be the busiest day searching for a term. Zero would be the least busiest day searching for a term. That's all this is. It's just relative activity, the most active to the least active day. So something happened in the news, something right here for Miss Taylor. We don't know what, but that was the busiest day. So in relation to that, then we go back down to both of these uh, entertainers, regular traffic. So they're not going up. They're not going down. It's really fun when you see um, a trend, like you see something. Oh, what was a good one? Instant pop. This one, you know, nobody knew about it. 
And if we go ahead, and let me just watch my time. If we go ahead in history, so we'll go back past five years, we should see this start to trend up. There you go. So this is telling me that this term started to get popular in about 2017. So that's when everybody started to join the instant pot cult. And, you know, like, what is this thing? What's happening? And you can see that it, it spikes, you know, like you got January, it spikes, and somewhere in January. Okay, so what I can learn from this for my business is for me to get content out a little ahead of these spikes if I'm gonna write about Instant Pot. And we probably have another spike coming in January. Is it because people got them for Christmas and New Year's resolutions? Don't know. But I do know that repeatedly throughout time, January is the big time and then it dips and then it goes back up. It's also a reasonable expectation for me. If I'm selling an Instant Pot or I'm blogging about it, I'm probably not gonna get as much activity the rest of the year. So let's go now over to our examples of, let me look at my notes because I had this plotted out here for you, vegan omega foods. So this is going to be the article. This is going to be the example. And here we can see, now this is all of time. So we can see that this just goes up and down like crazy, right? Let's go ahead and get a little more detail going with like, let's try the last 30 days and just see what happens. And then from there, we can go to vegan omegas and compare. So vegan omegas has had more activity. Maybe that's just a little too close in. And then from there, we can see, all right. And now here, actually, vegan omegas has not had more activity now that we look at 90 days out. We can see that we've got vegan omega foods has way more searching now that we go a little further out. So what this does is when I go to write content, I know that I want to pair all three of those words because people are actually using those words. I want to get those together as a set, as close as I can in sentences, as much as possible. I don't want to forget the foods is the thing that we're really after. Now, the piece I'm about to show you is from a doctor, a naturopath. So I'm not going to alter that much when I go and do things to help it rank in search engines. So the term that she's really going after is vegan omega rich foods. And I saw when we did that Google search that people are hunting for that, but oh, look at it. So for me, that's kind of nice because I know she's targeting that. And I'm not going to change certain things about her article, but I do know that in the body of the article and the area I'm going to show you, as long as I focus on vegan omega foods, if I focus on those three words, I don't have to worry about the rich part because people aren't using that word. She is, but people really aren't. So I'm going to capitalize on the thing that most people are, are going after. And remember, I have to keep foods in there because it is way more popular than just vegan omegas by itself. So this whole process that we've gone through so far is researching, getting ideas, finding out if you're specific enough to get your ideal audience, finding out all uh, alternate terms that your ideal audience might be using that you might not have thought about. And then how popular is it over time? Is it waning in popularity? Does it have spikes like the Instant Pot? Is it consistent like Kim and, and Taylor Swift? You know, what, am I, what are my reasonable expectations before I even go and create content? Okay, and now what we're going to do is we are going to move this down because the Zoom interface is in my way. There we go. I'm going to move this back up. Okay, so here are the three things that I want to show you. And I'm going to begin by saying I am in a WordPress website. This is for an actual client. 
they have given me permission to be in here and not everybody's site is going to look like this. If you're in Shopify or Squarespace or Wix or something else, your uh, interface is going to be different. Also, WordPress has, you know, 10 ways to do at least every single thing you can do in it. So I'm going to tell you exactly what plugin WordPress, for those of you that don't know, uses a thing called plugins. Plugins are sort of like apps for your phone. So this is using a particular plugin. I will tell you WordPress users what that plugin is in a minute. And then I will help you other, you know, if you're Shopify, Squarespace, Wix, I'll give you advice on how to find out how to do this in those platforms as well. So the three things right here, you have this SEO title. Remember over here how we had pink dog leashes, leashes and collars, free shipping, Chewy? Well, that's where you do that is, uh, is right. I'm fighting with the interface, my bad, is right here. You do this right at the top here, this SEO title. So this is where they put that. Like if they were a WordPress site, that's where Chewy would have done that. This SEO title, not to get in the weeds too much because SEO is a big concept, but this SEO title is different than the, the title of the article. Those are two different things in most platforms. Some platforms are going to make it the same exact thing. In WordPress, it's two different things. In Shopify, it's two different things. So if you can, you can take advantage of that and have the title that the person sees when they come to your site. And it should use your, your words, but you can say it a little differently than the SEO title that's going to show up in search results. This right here is how it looks in search results. And that's on mobile. And this is on desktop. Oops, it's hiding it because I clicked in there. This is on, oh, now it's all gone for me. Uh-oh, hang on a second here. Let me just update this and it should come back for us. But that was how it looks in search results. That's what this is showing you is how things are going to look in search results. So because I clicked on it, our little preview went away. That's all it is. But right here is the exact same thing that it was up there, just highlighted in blue. Now below that, the next important thing, and lots of people don't know this, is your URL which they're calling a slug. So very common to hear it called a slug. The URL, because this isn't the full thing, this is just the end of the URL. Your URL is something that is very, very powerful. It should contain your keywords. So here we have that vegan, omega, and foods. Now I went ahead and put rich in here because it is her title and it will match with the, when you go to the website and when you see it in search results and all that, I went ahead and put that rich in there. It makes sense and you know, for what she's saying, but vegan, omega foods are our three main words that we want to get together as close as possible. I want those in my URL. So you want them in your SEO title and you want them as close to the beginning as possible. You want them in your URL and you want your URL to be as short as possible. Why? Because you get this preview up here and you see like this is their URL. This is just the domain name. And then that's the slug. So you want that to show up in the preview when someone is doing searches. So they, they get a double confirmation. They get that title and then they get that URL. And then they get what I call the 30 second commercial for search engines, your meta description. So notice up here, vegan, vegan, omega foods, it's all bold. Those are the words. Now, I can't make that bold. That's what this plugin's doing because I told it I want to target those three words. So when someone searches for vegan omega foods, in search results, these will likely end up 
bolded because I put them down here and it's going to flag those. And so between these three things, just these three things, it's going to tell search engines. Search engines look for all three of these things. It's going to tell them what you think the post is about. It's, the search engine is going to go do a whole bunch of other things to decide if it agrees with you. But this is the first signal it's going to look at, this set of three things. And when someone's Googling, all three of these things show up in the search results. So this right here, super, super important. And you take all that research from earlier, you write your content, you use the phrase that, or phrases that you learned from research that you really wanna target, and then you put them in these three spots. So that is your main focus when you are creating content, is to remember to get these in, or else the search engines, they're just gonna take whatever you do and they're gonna to try to figure it out on their own, versus taking control of this and saying, these are the words that matter the most. Now, let's talk a little bit about tech, because how do you do this? Um, in this case, this is a plugin called Yoast SEO. It's a very popular plugin. Uh, it is, there's paid and free. You're looking at the example I gave you, that's a free example. It does a lot for free. They claim to be the number one WordPress plugin for SEO. There are over, what, 5 million active installations as of right now, and they update it frequently. So those are all really good markers for an SEO or for a plugin for WordPress. Now, for those of you who have a WordPress site, it's very, very important. If you didn't build your site and you don't know the nuts and bolts, you need to check with the person who built your site. You may have Yoast SEO already installed, in which case, great. You can just go ahead and go to each one of your pages and posts and do your research and go, oh, we should be targeting this phrase, not that. Now let's go alter all of this. You can do that. Um, side note, if you decide to do that, a spreadsheet's really nice to track what you're doing. But um, if you didn't build your site, you need to find out what plugin they used because there are other SEO plugins. You do not want to just get all excited and run over there and install Yoast for SEO because if you do and you already have an SEO plugin, you can cause all sorts of problems. You have two plugins doing the exact same thing activated in the site, they're going to fight. And if you decide, okay, well, they're using all-in-one SEO or they're using some other SEO plugin and you want to move over to Yoast, you need to tell your web person, I would like to switch to Yoast. And they have to do a thing to convert it over to Yoast. This is a fussy, unlike a lot of other plugins, it's fussy to go from one SEO plugin to another. So ask your web person. And you know what? Honestly, if they happen to have another plugin already installed in your site that does SEO, most of them will let you do the three things that I just showed you. I like Yoast. I know it's reliable. I know it doesn't hurt my site. I know they typically upgrade it when WordPress upgrades. It's been very stable for my clients and for myself. I know it's got the little preview. I know they're constantly improving it. That's why I like it. But let's say you have all-in-one SEO or some other plugin, and you know it, it might take time and effort to change it over. Try doing these techniques with what you've got already before you you know rattle the boat. Now, for those of you who are using something else, um, like Squarespace, Squarespace has a wonderful support section. Okay, and in this section, they have a whole thing about SEO. So you can start here. Notice they are calling it the SEO site description. That's your meta description. So they're going to talk about all sorts of things, adding keywords, keyword best, best practices. Um, if you don't find how to put in your, your title, your SEO title, and your SEO description, 
and how to modify your URL. If you don't find how to do it when you're paying for a service like Squarespace, you just get on support with them and you say, I want to know how to do these three things and they'll give you the article directly or they'll walk you through it. That's the nice part about using a service like this. I use Squarespace quite a bit. I know you can do those three things in there. And so it's, it's all doable, but if you're doing it on your own, how do you get that help? Those two ways, look it up in their support section, ask them directly. Uh, Shopify, same thing. Shopify has a whole help center, help.shopify.com. Um, they, their SEO thing, their little SEO preview dialog box looks a lot like Yoast. And uh, it's at the bottom of the page, by the way, for those of you who use Shopify. But if you want to read all about it before you go in and scroll to the bottom of your product page, this is exactly what it does. Notice they're talking about your page titles, your meta descriptions, some things we didn't talk about. And when you're working with your page title and meta description, you can modify your URL right in that space. But again, if this is something you, know, you want to read about and understand more, this is where you do it, help.shopify.com open up marketing and promotions, open up improving SEO, and you're gonna get a whole slew of information. And lastly, I know there's a whole bunch of other platforms out there, but the most common ones are the ones I thought I would pull up for you. You've got Wix. Wix also has a support center, support.wix.com. And in here, you can see you got get found on Google over here and SEO page settings. They start talking about things in here too. You can read about it and again, uh, Shopify has a fantastic support center. I mean, they are really great at helping their users. And Wix is, is pretty good about it too. Not quite as responsive as Shopify, but I have had good experiences with their support. So now what I'd like to do is tie this all up in a bow for you. We're gonna come back over to the slides. And let me get over to the slide we want and we will get into presentation mode real quick. There we go. So your recap. What you want to do when you are thinking about your content on your site is first you want to come up with ideas or if you already have ideas, like the, the article that I showed you, that article is one that was given to me by a doctor. So how much can I modify it? What do I emphasize? So say you already have your website. What do you want to modify? What should I focus on? You go do your research first. Try a tool like SEMrush. I'm going to give you some other ones you can try too. And then go to Google search, see, you know, put your term in, see if what comes up makes sense. And look at those suggested alternate terms because you may come up with additional content ideas or you may see something that's even more relevant and that would be better for you to target. So research your terms, find out if your term is growing in a trend in popularity on Google Trends or if it's dropping or if it has spikes like Instant Pot does in January, who knew? So then down here, what you're gonna do after you've written your content and you've put your terms in as much as you can uh, while it still reads like a human in your content, you're gonna do these three things. You're gonna change your URL. You're going to make sure that your URL is using those words, whether it's two words, three words together, like in my you know, example, it's three words. I put them in you know, as close together as I could get them, as early on as I could get them. Your meta title, again, you're going to put those in there. Remember what Chewy did, parentheses, free shipping. So if you have something special about that particular page, it's a product, it's a service, something, you know, you know you can get away with that if it's a short enough title. And then meta description, again, you want to put your words in there, um, ideally as close together as possible, ideally as, as close to the beginning of that little search engine 30 second commercial, because again, when they scan it, they're just looking to confirm that that is going to be worth their time to look at it.
So that is our recap of our process. And next, I just want to show you some additional resources. I have a blog. On there is a lot of stuff, tried and true SEO stuff. You are free to go to that and look at it. If you have questions, you can always comment on my website. Feel free on, on like a post. And I'm usually in there responding to those questions um, pretty, pretty timely. Um, another thing is Brian Dean, YouTube channel, Backlinko. Now, the difference between these two, I will respond to your post. Brian Dean has like an audience of millions, but his stuff is really great because you get videos, they're entertaining, he's updating them all the time, and it's, it's a ton of SEO information all in one place and it's free. But it's not an ordered course. My blog posts are very specific, they go into a concept, but those are not an ordered course. If you want a course, a nice course that's gonna get you like a nice foundation, someone on your team, whatever, go to LinkedIn Learning, it is a paid service they might give you a 30-day free trial this is a course SEO foundations with David Booth that I found very useful I've taken many courses from him on SE on uh, LinkedIn learning before and so I highly recommend that one additional tools that are similar to uh, SEMrush uh, similarweb.com that one you can go there I don't know how many queries you I don't know how many the websites you can type in in a day but you can go there and it's going to give you all sorts of fascinating information about that website. How are they getting their traffic? Who are their competitors? Which might teach you more like, oh, I didn't know that these things existed in this market. So that one's really nice, like, like just to give you, you know, some inside information about where they're getting stuff from and other people like them or other businesses like them on the web. SpyFood.com is a Scottsdale-based company and they do um, let you look at stuff. I don't know how many queries they let you do a day on their, on their platform. It's limited though. You'll only get like five to 10 results at a time. Um, so you'll get information, but I, I don't even know if you have to sign up for a free account or not with that. They used to do it just to let you use the tool. They might require you to put your email address in now. So that one's, that one's great. It costs less if you sign up for the paid version than SEMrush. SEMrush is more robust, but to do what we did today, SpyFu would probably also be perfectly fine. Similar things are going to be in there just like I showed you, like competition, and terms for the websites and can you filter that's all in there Ubersuggest.com is a free tool um, you they do want you to sign up with an email account and so you know consider using an email account that you don't use for your main business just because you're gonna get a lot of emails from them if you sign up and using it in a free way you're gonna get a lot of the information I just showed you but they're only going to let you do a few queries, you know, a few searches a day. So they do limit it. And then after that, you know, they'll let you, you know, you can sign up for a paid service with them. So lots of options. Again, SEMrush, I think, has the most generous free one. Um, but these will all give you different information. They're all using different bots, and they'll give you a nice, round, round well-rounded way to research the terms and the competitors that are out there.